You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am in the city of Trithic, I am at the Wither Docks, and there is an adventure to do here. This adventure is called A Friendly Reminder. Now and then, everyone needs to be reminded of something. Start the adventure. Here we go. Dawn has dust broken over the adder stone. While passing a one-down warehouse, the borders of the wither dogs. You spot a man in a stained tunic signalling to you from the mouth of a nearby alley. Wary of his potential motives, you carefully survey the surrounding area before cautiously approaching him. Just a fellow I've been looking for, he says, his wide, crooked smile doing little to inspire confidence in the virtue of his intentions. I wonder if you might have time to do me a small favour. Quickly and nervously, the middle-aged man, whose head is topped with a tangled shock of dark hair, tells you he's an affiliate of the Wither Guild, and he is interested in acquiring your services to deal with a problem within the organisation's ranks. We've got a particular member, a Cray Inspector, who's been taking bribes and threatening some of the merchants, those vessels. Tie up here, he says. I've been tasked with presenting him, presenting him the hour of his ways, in no uncertain terms. I doubt very much the man in question would find me intimidating at least. But you're a different story entirely. You've got the means to intimidate. And more. You'll be paid quite handsomely for the work. So I can inquire further. Tell her I'm not interested. But first, I can use divination to figure out what's happening. I mean, I don't even know if he's a member of the Mutha Guild. He could just be saying he is. To give to give this a just a vague, a vague slimmer of 
glimmer of legitimacy. But he could really be... He could just be someone who wants to rob the guy's stuff and just has to have him beaten up so he can't do anything about it. Or maybe it's just a personal vendetta. Divination. Succeeded. You channel your power of divination. Immediately sense the man is telling you the truth as he perceives it. Alright, inquire further. The man smiles, nods, and quickly glances in all directions before stepping closer and speaking in a hushed tone. We don't need to be so discreet. But why invite trouble, he says Winky. As I've said, we've got a particular inspector, one of ours, harassing folks trying to conduct honest business along the quay. He's been warned, of course, but hasn't done much good. I'm told that any mean sort of turning me into a corpse is permissible. As long as no one can trace it back to the guild. Immediately certain that he's asking you to either threaten or waff up the inspector in question, while giving no indication that you acted on the behalf of the Wither Guild. He's one of ours, you see, says the man. But even they sometimes need to be shown what's proper particularly when telling them hasn't worked. There'll be there'll be 100 gold in it for you. So I could refuse to become in gold, involved, accept the task for 1,000 gold, or bargain for a more substantial payment. Now this is the Wither Guild we're talking about. They have lots of money. Admittedly, most of it has been spent on buying weapons and armour from me, but... They got lots and lots of money. They they control about half the trade in the entire kingdom. They're loaded. I know. And I'm not going to risk my reputation for 100 gold, bargain for a more substantial payment. The man seems immediately non-pulsed when you attempt to bargain with him for a more substantial Payment. I'm not quite at liberty to pay any more than I'm authorised to offer, he says, avoiding your gaze. I think 100 gold is more than fair. What a, a sure bit of work for someone like you. Despite his <coughs> reluctance to consider your proposal, you promptly set to work, engaging him in a shrewd and tactical back and forth for the impending task. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from diplomacy, 10 for more, 10 for mind. Got to get 75 or more so I can get more money. Woo! Otherwise I get the same amount of money. Also woo. Pick now. 120 success. After several minutes of negotiation, during which you make numerous Subtle but effective threats to both refuse the task and potentially explode it. The man begrudgingly agrees to double the proposed payment. Accept the task for 200 gold. The man sees relieved when you accept the task and tells you that you will receive 200 gold upon its completion. 
dark-haired man, fidgeting nervously, tells you the target of your mission, a crying spectre named Joymore, strolls to his post each day at dawn, entering the wither docks by the way of a long alley that runs between two ancient warehouses. Well, that's... Well, that's a discreet place to meet up with him. He's just finished pointing out to you the mouth of the alley in question, the eastern side of the inlet, when he abruptly lowers his arm and nudges you, drawing your attention to the tall, lanky man walking slowly along the edge of the quay. There he is, he says. Spares me from having to describe him. Take a good look. You'll be meeting him in that alley at dawn tomorrow. Before departing, the man whose name remains unknown to you says that tomorrow at dawn you to confront the man you've just seen and deliver him a message. Tell him he's to remember the tragedy of the blue bowline, he says. And, and, and if that doesn't bring about the proper reaction. You may need to resort to more <coughs> illustrative measures, provided he's not permanently harmed. Meet me back here at noon tomorrow. I'll have your gold. Now there's a link to the blue bowl up low line. That's something Zoop remembers, but I don't because I'm not Zoop. The blue bowline. The Blue Bowline, a barge owned and operated by a league of merchants in Migspool, was destroyed, buoyed by fire while moored at the Witherdocks in Twithick nearly a decade ago. The mysterious, suspicious, late-night inferno that engulfed the barge is long believed by many to have been the work of rival merchants based in Twithick who sought to undermine the commercial efforts of their rivals. Two dozen occupants of the garbage, both passengers and crew, crew died in the blaze, trapped below deck with no way to escape. The Wither Guild was tasked with originating the fire but failed to conclusively determine its origin. To this day, the blue bowline remains a sore subject for many who engage in commerce along the with a twinned and are served to intensify the sometimes white fricious rivalries between merchant factions in Trithic and Mixwell. Okay. Suddenly, as if the thought nearly slipped his mind, the man spurts out a final consideration. May be wise to conceal your face, he says. In fact, I would strongly suggest you do so. With a complete understanding of what the task entails, you glance in the direction of Joybor as he moses towards the far end of the crow side and envision in great detail your impending confrontation with the inspector. A thick, chill mist hangs over the wither dogs for the following dawn, 
the rolling banquet of grey obs obscuring much of the broad inlet, and the piers that extend out across the dark surface. Crouched behind a stack of shattered crates midway along the alley, indicated to you yesterday, your face hidden behind a black cloth mask, you await the arrival of Joyable. Based on your observations of the Quay Inspector the previous day, you have no doubt you are able to effectively deliver the somewhat cryptic message instructing him to remember the blue bowline. Yeah, I think that's... Buck up your ideas, or you'll be burned alive. Dawn is only minutes old when the sound of someone moving along the alley reaches your ears. A furtive peek around the edge of the pile of rotting wood confirms your immediate suspicions. Jorabor is headed your way. You wait until the Quay Inspector is nearly up, up to the sack of crates before suddenly stepping into his path and planting your feet. Your arms folded across your chest as you assume an intimidating, defiant posture. Hmm. There's a gap. There's a gap in the word posture for some reason. Joyable, less startled than you would hope, draws up to an abrupt halt and starts and straightens up, his hardened gaze meeting your fierce glaze. What do you want? He snaps. Clapping a hand to the haft of a wooden clutch tucked to his belt. Clear out before I summon the watch. Alright, I've got four options. Leave immediately. Warn him about the plot against him. Relay the message and intimidate him even more. Or just relay the message. Just relay the message. You boldly deliver to Jarbor. The message that tells him to remember the tragedy of the blue bowline. Wait. Upon hearing the name, name of the infamous barge, the colour drains from his face and his breathing becomes erratic. He seems to have fully understood the meaning of the cryptic message. What do you know about it? He snarls. Haven't we gained enough composure to speak? Who told you to tell me that? You know nothing about it. Wait a minute. It could be another way that he was actually behind or in some way linked to the, well, mass murder of the Blue Bowline. And uh, if he doesn't buck his ideas up, You'll be, you'll be exposed, and the wither guild will just cut him off. There'll be no evidence that it was for them. I'm just assuming it was the wither guild. It could have been some other merchant faction. I mean, I mean, it's theoretically possible it was an accident, but honestly, I he doesn't look like. Before you've drawn your next breath, Jobor explodes with rage, cursing wildly. The Cray Inspector draws his cludgel and leaps forward, swiping out at you with his crude wooden club. 
Pick a number from 1 to 100. Pet bonus of 30. 20 from agility, 10 from luck. Gotta get 50 or more. Oh, I get hit in the face. 95, success. You twist to the side, narrowly avoiding the swipe of the cludgel, and spin to face the enraged man, Jorobor. A murderous look in his eyes again lunges at you, forcing you to engage him. It's Jorobor. I have to subdue him because I was explicitly told, don't leave a corpse. Don't leave a corpse. If you don't leave a corpse, it's okay. So I'm not going to leave a corpse. I'm subduing him. Which is kind of difficult when he's trying to, he's trying to cludgel me into a, cludgel me into a bloody pulp. But fortunately, I'm just way better at fighting him. Fighting than he is. Joel Boss swipes at you with his cludgel. I Meaning he's, he's got no form at all. He's not getting a single hit in. Keep swiping. Ooh, your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you for 16 damage. <laughs> yes, lucky hit that. But you are subdued. Down he goes to XP. Your final bow blow sends Joraboss sprawling to the ground face first. The Crane Spectre makes a meagre attempt to regain his feet. Only to have you place your foot in the middle of his back and press him flat. He groans in agony as you roll him over. Staring directly into his eyes, you sternly repeat the message, reminding him to remember the tragedy of the blue bowline. As before, the fearful expression in his face tells you he seems to perceive the meaning in the message. With no desire to linger in the alley even a moment longer, you level an accusatory finger at the Cray Inspector, hoping the gesture will serve to reinforce the presumed import of the message you've just relayed. He rapidly lodge, not says nothing. With that, you slip out of the alley and leave the river dogs eager to vacate the quayside for the next small while. Just afternoon, several hours after your run-in with Joribor, you meet, you again meet with the man who gave you the task of delivering the message to the Quay Inspector. He asks, he asks not a single question about the door encounter, but instead promptly remits to you the gold you were promised. 200 gold. It was a success by any measure, he says, his crooked grin once again unnerving you. I think he'll probably mend his ways from now on. If not, well, why think of such things? You'll have another chance now. And that's what mostly everyone deserves. Mm. Yeah, I feel if he doesn't mend his ways... He's going to have a bad time. A very, very bad time indeed. The, the dark-haired man thanks you and said he regrets the somewhat unsavoury nature of the task you were given. Though his quick, fragile actions have likely prevented the necessity 
of a more dire deed. I would have given you most anything to see his face when you make mention of the blue bow knife, he says smirking. I doubt he ever imagined he would hear about that again. Some things will forever haunt you, I've come to find. Yes, hmm. Yes, it does seem that, that Jorobor is associated with that tragedy. After again thanking you, the man quickly bows and then turns and strides off along the quayside, never once looking back. Two days from now, unbeknownst to you, the savagely massed body of a man batting, matching his description will be found floating beneath one of the longer piers. Hmm. Alright, I don't think Jorabar doesn't like being threatened. Uh, well, I think I might have done a bad thing. But that ends this adventure for 256 experience to general. And... After a bit of healing, because he he did manage to get one hit in, the next adventure, Wither Secrets. Sometimes, the watery deep will give up one of its closely guarded secrets. Start. Here we go. So it begins. The first of the algae-covered skeletons clamber out of the inky depths of the Witherport Harbour and haul itself onto a crowded dock, since the toiling throng along the wharf, fleeing in panic, hissing loudly, its fleshless dig digits gripping the hilt of a rusted blade. The slimy skeleton is swiftly joined by six of its undead brethren as they emerge from the deep and claw their way onto the pier. Nimbly weaving through the retreating crowd, you reach the foot of the pier. Seven skeletons have staggered halfway to the quay. A muddled, nightmarish chorus of hisses heralding their advance. Determined to prevent them from making it off the pier, you brazenly step onto the dock. Taking only a few steps along the pier, when the lead skeleton raises its sword and tilts its skull skyward, unleashing a fierce cry that echoes all about along the quayside, driven into a fiendish frenzy by the haunting call. The skeletons hold aloft their decayed weaponry and begin trotting towards you. Within moments, the gruesome company be upon you so I can hold my ground and engage the skeletons or I could get the first blow in using elementalism or telekinesis I'll give telekinesis a shot it succeeded 4x speed to telekinesis a surging wave of telekinetic energy slams into the algae covered undead shattering the lead pair and sending the other five sprawling onto the pier. Before the fiends have fully regained their fleshless feet, you rush forward and launch your attack. It's five slimy skeletons. 
And that's alliterative, and that's good. The algae covered skeletons slash at you and are slain again. 5xp. As you step back from the shattered, algae covered remains of the skeletons, four mercenaries clad in blue tabards that bear the embroidered symbol of fame pollen wash up to your side. Impressed by your combat prowess, each man meets you in a shoulder cross. It'll be for our captains to explain this to the Thane, says one of the mercenaries, shaking his head as he looks down at the slime-coated heap of bone. What's it all coming to? As the men begin clearing away the remnants of the skeletons, you leave the pair and return to the quayside. With the defeat of the undead, the panic that swept the wither dogs is largely quelled. And people begin resuming their usual activities. Thankful that the incident is over, you set off along the quayside, only to have your path suddenly blocked by a burly, red-bearded merchant. The imposing man, clad in a gaudy way of expensive finery, eyes you curiously for a moment, and then nods. You had an up-close look at that bony lot, he says, bowing respectfully. You're braver than most. Not many would run up and confront the likes of that. Of course, I don't think I've ever seen anyone fight quite the way you do. You must be worth a whole regiment of our Thane's men. Well done. He spends several minutes speaking with the merchant, more than once taking note of the many bejeweled wings fitted around his thick fingers. Your curiosity is suddenly piqued when he mentions that he believes the algae-covered skeletons come from the sunken remains of the blue bowline. Ooh! I don't pretend to know what's brought them to life, he said. But I'll wager half my fortune there from the old barge. The, the bowline was more just off the end of that very pier where it burned. It was here. I was here when it happened. And not a day passes when I don't think of that terrible scene. Makes one shudder just to pitch it. I've always heard it said, the deep guards its secrets, but every once in a while it gives one up. At length you bid the merchant farewell and are about to set off on your way when he suddenly holds two bulging leather pouches and asks you to guess which one of them contains gold. It's a game I enjoy, he says. I try on most people I meet around here. And in fact, they're not very good at it. One of the pouches is filled with gold, and the other with worthless cells. Hard to tell just behind them. See if you can figure it. Get it white, you can have one of my wings. Anyone you fancy. That makes it interesting. You glance at the jeweled wings adjoining, adorning the merchant's fingers, and then turn your gaze to the bulging pouches he's daggling only a foot away from your face. Go on now, have a guess. Which one has the gold? 
think you might already know. So, I can decline the game, but gold. I want gold. <laughs> point to the pouch on the left, point to the pouch on the right, or I can get some clues using shadow magic, divination, or thievery. I'll use thievery. 4xp to thievery. Which worked, of course. Despite looking almost identical, your, your trained eye quickly and de decisively determines the pouch on the white contains the gold. When you announce to the merchant that you believe the gold is in the pouch rolled in his white eyes, he narrows his eyes and fixes you with a playful, accusatory stare. Very well done, he roars, laughing. I dare not mention how many people are fooled with that one. I had a feeling about you, though. After, after tucking the pouches into a pocket inside his fur-lined tunic, the merchant, true to his word, holds out both his hands and tells you to choose one of his wings. Stepping forward, you inspect the impressive array of seven jeweled bands adjoining his thick fingers. He can wear seven wings at once. I can only wear four. You must... You must have Cholwog's curse. It's the only explanation. Oh, man. What a guy. <laughs> All right, so there's a ruby-studded silver wing, an emerald-studded gold wing, sapphire-studded silver wing, scarlet-studded platinum wing, ravenbone-studded gold wing, topaz studded silver wing and emerald studied iron wing or i could decide against choosing a wing no, no i'm gonna go for raven bone studded gold wing because raven bone is very special the merchant promptly removes the wing from his finger and hands it to you raven bone studied gold wing Alright, so two stunner points, two aura. Yeah, it's not going to be equipped. This thick, raven bone studied gold band bears the marks of master craftsmanship. You retrieve, you receive this wing from a merchant you encountered on the quayside in Twithic. After correctly guessing which of his pouches contain gold. I still say I can beat most folk at a little game, he says grinning. Don't go showing off a trinket like that in the wrong parts. Just a bit of wisdom here. After thanking the merchant, who in turn thanks you for playing along, you bid him farewell and continue on your way along the quayside. It's a good long while before talk about the incident on the pier begins to die down. As, often, as is often the case, each telling of the story seems to selectively ignore details. The previous iterations, while closely embellishing others, nearly a month after the event, events while, passing, while passing a paleo dead along the lane leading to the Woodrocks, you, you tell two, over two, two lads arguing with whether it was ten. Or fifteen skeletons that emerged from the depths of the Wither Twind. Then, on the notable day in question, strolling by them, 
you briefly pause to interject, you're quite sure the number was closer to 20. Right. And that finishes this adventure for 256 experience in general and 32 experience to all skills and powers. Now, what is in the long tooth in? Wait, what was this? Network chain connected. Long tooth in. Long tooth in is a crowded, ramshackle wooden structure right next to the Willow Docks. The innkeeper is a tall woman named Voas. Her two sons, Tiramas and Eridor, help out by keeping scenes of the needs of the guest. You learn the wounds are currently off to speak with Varus. Varus greets you and spends a few moments speaking with you before she washes off to mediate argument that's risen between two guests. Having spoken with her, you learn about several recent happenings in the city, none of which pique your interest, save one. She tells you about a man who recently stayed in the inn, told her about a strange wolf-like beast he encountered in the forest outside the city. Right, leave the inn. Gold Upper Ale House. The Gold Upper Ale House is an eyesore from the inside out. Broken furniture lies heaped in the corners. The long tables and benches that provide seating for the motley assortment of patrons are in an advanced state of disrepair. A large wooden sculpture of the grinning otter stands against the far wall and appears to be the only bit of decor but still in fairly good shape. An imposing woman, her lone expression seemingly a frozen scowl, serves flagons of ale behind a table in the rear of the room. Buy an ale, of course! You stride up to the able table at the back of the room and offer a quick greeting to the, to the frowning woman serving ale. She rolls her eyes and rudely shoves a frothing tankard at you. Well, I don't care about rudeness. I've got beer! The ale is thin and mostly tasteless. Okay, this ale is bad. I now care about the rudeness. Beneath the froth, a less less than appealing oily sheen hugs the surface of the brown liquid. You quickly down the ale, set down the empty fragon, and move elsewhere in the alehouse. Leave oh wait. The guardhouse outhouse. There's a description. Of a grinning otter, I can look close to that. The name Ildroth is engraved on a wooden square, wooden base upon which the carved otter stands. You immediately recognise the name as one of the world's most illustrious sculptures. Alright, leave the alehouse. There's a Withergeld Emporium here, that's where I can sell stuff. I mean, theoretically, I could buy stuff, but. No, you, you don't do that that often. Alright, move to the city gates. Okay, so that will... Next time, next time, next time. What to do next time? Well, there's a...
well, I could get, well, I've already had the Wolf's Tacker back, so no point doing that. It can't do that again. I mean, I mean, there's, there's only so many Tacker backs to roast, so they're not going to let people have two. And also, I don't think I'll get enough. Also, that whole pie with wings, with wings in it, I think that was all. I don't think they'll do that again. A newly sculptured statue. Investigate a newly sculptured statue at the battlegrounds. Okay, I guess that will be what I do next time. So now I'm saving again. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.